All right. Hey, guys. How's it going? This is Tommy Puda of the Puda Pod podcast, and I'm joined with Jake McCabe. How are we doing today, Jake? We're doing good, dude. We're doing good. Um, a lot of stuff has happened in the NBA since our last pod. Yes, sir. A lot of things have been happening. You know, last our last video or podcast, we talked about the uh, NBA draft and what our predictions were going to be. And now today is free agency potential landing spots and what's already happened, along with some trade rumors, you know. And I think to start off, if I'm not mistaken, Kevin Durant requests a trade out of Brooklyn, which is, I mean, my team is the Brooklyn Nets, so uh, it's kind of tough. But uh, I'll, I'll give my opinion after you. What do, what do you think about this, Jake? Um, I mean, honestly, I've seen a lot of different things about why KD did request this trade. One of the main factors was because um, some people are saying that KD wants to get traded to a place and they want Kyrie to move to the exact same team. Um, The problem with that, though, is both of those big contracts. Definitely. Another thing is the some other people are saying that there's KD and Kyrie beef. Um, that one I don't really believe all too much because obviously there's a lot more um, information saying that they're like really good buddies. Yeah, I I think that I don't think that that's true. I think it's just mainly that they're good friends. But um, when it comes to this, I mean, personally, as a Nets fan. You hate to see KD walk, you really do, but honestly, he's he's 33 years old, he's got four years on this deal that he just signed, and you've got a situation, this experiment has not worked, having Kevin Durant and Kyrie on the same team, they showed moments, they showed strength, I'd have to say that they were really close against the Milwaukee Bucks, and dare I say, if they had a healthy Kyrie Irving in that series and a 100% James Harden instead of a 50%, I believe that they could have won the NBA Finals that year. However, it didn't work that way, so ultimately, the the experiment of KD and Kyrie just didn't seem to work in Brooklyn, and it's unfortunate, but I do believe that even though Kyrie signed that player option for this year, I believe that you can still move both of them and bring in a significant amount of draft picks. And I did read that, I read as well, that Kevin Durant and Kyrie would like to go to the same place and keep playing together. However, I don't believe that any team has the cap space or the pieces to move around to be able to pull off a trade like that. The only team that I have heard is the L.A. Lakers that actually have the ability to make that price work with uh, Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook. The only thing is, I don't believe that the L.A. Lakers have enough pieces to trade because Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis is not enough to trade for Kevin Durant and Kyrie straight up. And they gave away all of their picks already in that draft in that pick and trying to get Anthony Davis. So honestly, I don't see how that trade is going to work. Are there any teams that you think that they could be going to if if just Kevin Durant or if just Kyrie or both of them together? Do you see any place that they can land up? So with Kyrie... Um, the one spot that obviously, like, even you just mentioned, the Lakers, but um, a lot of moving around would kind of have to happen, and I just don't really see that working in a way. Um, with KD, though, there's two possible spots. One of them is maybe out of the picture now, but um, one of those spots being the Miami Heat for KD, and then the other spot being the Phoenix Suns. Um, the one, like, I, I believe that the Suns, uh, option is kind of out of the picture because of the D-book extension. 
Um, I feel like if they didn't really extend D book, they could have possibly traded him traded him out and then brought Katie in. But I don't really see them trying to give up D book at this point. I think they're gonna ride with D. Yeah, I remember I remember talking to you about this earlier. Um and yeah, he did just sign that extension. However, that extension could also be what helps to match up the money between Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. So I feel like I feel like it's not out of the door yet. And I also feel like if you are going to trade Kevin Durant and another piece, then maybe you can get back and return Devin Booker and a DeAndre Ayton if you trade the right pieces away and if you move it around the right way because a Kevin Durant and Chris Paul team up would be amazing. You have a great one of the smartest playmakers of all time in Chris Paul joining against or with Kevin Durant, who's one of the arguably the best and most decorated scorer of all time in the history of the NBA. And I think that that would be a great combination. Uh, again, it does it does raise a little questions, like you said, with the uh, with the contract extension that Devin Booker just got. But um, I wouldn't rule it out of the picture yet. I feel like uh, I feel like that trade could definitely work. As far as the Miami Heat go, this is a trade that I could see working personally. And one of the main reasons why is because the Heat have young talent. And they still have a lot of their draft picks because they didn't really have to trade much over the years. They've mainly built through the draft. Other than when they tra- when they got Kyle Lowry and when they got um when they got Jimmy Butler, I believe that was in free agency, so they didn't really have to give up any picks. But there have been a lot of talks about moving Tyler Hero in the last, I'd say, in the last year. So if you package together a deal, maybe Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo together, I feel like that could be a trade that you could do for Kevin Durant. And you pair Kevin Durant alongside Jimmy Butler, possibly. See, the thing about that, Tommy, is even, like, with that, there's, like, not enough value in that. The thing really is, is that the Nets, as long as, like, um, uh, I believe it's, there's a whole thing saying that the Heat can't trade Bam out of bio to the Nets as long as, like, like, no team can carry two players with a designated rookie extension. So, and if the Heat can't trade away BAM, that means that the Nets are going to decline that trade. See, that's interesting. I haven't I haven't heard that. If that is true, then that would be, uh, that would be tough. But honestly, the... I'm going to disagree with you there because I think the pieces, if you add Tyler Hero and Jimmy Butler, you've got a young emerging star in Tyler Hero, and you've got a, I'm pretty sure an all-defensive team, Bam Adebayo, who's a very good defender. I believe that those two pieces, along with, say, two first-round picks, and then you give back either just Kevin Durant maybe you give back Kevin Durant and a bench player like say I don't know if you want to give a Seth Curry or if you want to give back a Kessler Edwards a young guy or a Nick Claxton because you're giving a center maybe they want to get a center I feel like that could be a good move and you're also getting youth with Tyler Hero someone who's very young very promising And then you get a little bit of your future back that you traded away for James Harden with those few draft picks. So I think that I believe I'm going to disagree with you there. And I'm going to say I believe the Heat are a very good option here because I believe that they have they have the picks as well as the youth and talent to be able to package a deal together for KD. And again, is is just to build on what you're saying. with the whole Bam, Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler trade, would you really want to give up, if you are the Heat, would you really want to give up Bam out of bio, Jimmy Butler, a bunch of, like, 
a few first-round picks and Tyler Hero for a 33-year-old Kevin Durant? Well, I that's the thing. They wouldn't have to give up Jimmy Butler. I would, if I were the Heat, I'm trying to contend coming off a disappointing, not a really disappointing regular season, but in the playoffs, Kyle Lowry said it himself, it's either championship or bust. Right. And that's that's the reality that we're living with in today's NBA with all these teams coming together now. If you put together the defensive team within the Miami Heat, they have a really good defensive team, especially with Jimmy Butler. Then you add on Kevin Durant, a guy who can elevate their game on the offensive side to a whole different level than it was before. Honestly, I think it's worth it because not only do you add Kevin Durant to Jimmy Butler's offensive power, but Kevin Durant gets to focus a little bit more on the offense and a little bit less on the defense because you've got Jimmy Butler there to guard your guy. When Kevin Durant was on the Nets, he was relied on not only to score, but to defend at a pretty elite level as well. And when you have no one else on your team, the Nets, the next second best defender was half the season was what, Blake Griffin. Half the season, maybe Bruce Brown. He was a good defender, but he was only 6'6". So you're bringing in a guy who can score the ball at an elite level on top of adding him to a team that can give him that backbone on the defensive side. I believe that, yes, if I am the Miami Heat, I would take that trade. Because bringing back, bringing home a top five player for Tyler Hero and Bam, I feel like I would definitely do it if I were the Miami Heat. And again, I could be a little biased. I am a Nets fan. But, I mean, the Heat are trying to win a championship, you know? And I believe that that piece in Kevin Durant could be the difference in them getting to the finals and the Miami Heat potentially winning another championship. Yeah, I mean, I definitely understand where you're coming from. Um, it'll it'll be interesting, to say the least, on what does happen with KD in uh, the situation between the Heat and also with the Suns. Um, maybe he doesn't even go to one of those two spots. Maybe he branches off to go somewhere else. But um, it'll be interesting. Hopefully in the next few days we find out more information on um the whole KD issue. The next I agree. issue, though, Tommy, is Kyrie. All right, hold on. Before bef- before we touch on Kyrie, there's a, there are two more teams. And actually, there's w- one team is more of a wish that I wish would happen. But this team, how about the New Orleans Pelicans? Okay, they have multiple draft picks of their own. On top of all of those picks that they got from the Lakers in order to bring in or in order to trade away Anthony Davis, they have a lot of draft picks. What did the Nets trade away when they tried to get their super team together? They traded away all their draft picks. The New Orleans Pelicans also have, they just picked up CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram. They have Brandon Ingram. They have Zion. They have Jackson Hayes. They have a lot of really good young pieces on that team. That could be attractive to a Nets team that has a superstar that wants to get traded away. You have everything you need. You have picks. You have young assets. I don't know if they would do this, but if you could, if you could somehow manage to get Brandon Ingram and draft picks for Kevin Durant, you get a really good young star, and you get future back. It's a potential thing. I believe that the Pelicans have enough pieces to pull together a trade for Kevin Durant. I don't know if they're going to want to split up their young stars or anything like that, but I do believe that they have the potential pieces for Kevin Durant and Kevin Durant alone. That I can understand where you're coming with that. Um... It does make a little bit of sense, to be honest. 
Uh, and honestly, if I'm the Nets, the Pelicans wouldn't be a bad option. Um, you definitely can get some really good young stars. Uh, maybe if I'm the Nets, I'd try to get Brandon Ingram and maybe someone like Devontae Graham. That would be a good addition. I, I agree there. Um, yeah. And then the now for the now for the team that I wish would happen. Him being reunited with the Oklahoma City Thunder. It's not okay. gonna happen. You, I I don't do think that, that it's gonna happen. Because Kevin Durant has been called many things. He's been called a cupcake, he has been called a traitor. He left the Oklahoma City Thunder and went ring chasing to the Golden State Warriors, tried to go to the Brooklyn Nets to start his own legacy there. He got very close for one year, but then as soon as things got rocky and the team wasn't doing so well, he's requesting a trade again. Imagine he comes back to the promised land, the City Thunder. They have the pieces. They have the draft stock. They have everything that the Nets would need to build a future. However, I know that the Oklahoma City Thunder are solely right now. They are doing everything they can for their future. Like, they are putting together a future squad right now. They just got in check. Their team is probably average age is maybe 24, 25. Yeah, they have a very young team. They've got a good young leader in Shea Gildas Alexander. Again, just got Chet Holmgren draft. They also made that trade for um, who's the who's the small forward that got traded from the Knicks? Usman. Yep. Yeah, they just traded for Usman as well. They have a lot of young pieces, but they also have a lot more picks coming up in the future that they traded from almost every team in the NBA, like they treated so many. Highly unlikely to happen, but the story would be amazing of Kevin Durant returning back to the promised land to lead them to an NBA Finals. Oh, no doubt. I mean, it would definitely be something crazy. However, Tommy, question, what kind of package deal do you put in if you are the Oklahoma City Thunder and you are looking for this uh, option in getting KD? If I'm the Oklahoma City Thunder, what are you willing? I'd to be do? willing. Honestly, you'd you'd have to be willing to give up everything except Chet. I believe that that would include Shea Gillis Alexander. And you know, pairing. If you pair alongside Kevin Durant alongside Chet, not only would you be this is what this is my thought process. You're not only pairing them together to get to championship contention. You'd be pairing them together to have Chet learn from one of the best seven foot scorers of all time. It's not just about trying to win now and putting together a really young team. It's also if you're the Thunder. You could also get one of the best mentors that you can for that number two guy that you just got. Chet Holmgren has so much hype coming into the NBA. And against arguably one of the best big men guard combos to ever do it, he can definitely teach Chet. He, KD could definitely teach Chet a lot about his game. But again, like I said, it's very unlikely the Thunder are looking to build for the future. I just think that it would be fun to see Kevin Durant back in an OKC jersey going back to his home. Oh, no doubt. That would definitely be a dream. Yeah. So the next one, you were talking about Kyrie, right? How about you uh, start on that? So with Kyrie, we know that he obviously agreed to opt in on the player option, which was the uh, I believe it was $37 million, if not just maybe a little bit under that. Um, however, with KD requesting a trade, there's talks about Kyrie, Kyrie moving out as well. Possible landing spots. Uh, again, you have the Lakers being 
the most talked about landing spot for Kyrie. Um, however, Tommy, I did read one article that says that there was an uh, there was almost an agreement on a extension with the Nets for Kyrie. Um, basically, before he opted in on this player option, there was going to be a four-year contract extension um, where two years it was guaranteed and then the last two years was incentive-based, based on how many points he scored, how many games he played. Um, however, moving on again, the landing spots. Uh, like I mentioned, the Lakers being the number one spot. What do you think? Well, you know, he is really pushing to get to Los Angeles to play for the Lakers, to play alongside LeBron James again. However... It's just the money will not match up. He could not be traded for Russell Westbrook because Russell Westbrook accepted a $47 million option. So that's a $10 million difference there. And the Nets are not going to give up another piece to get Russell Westbrook. It's it's just not going to happen. Um, I have also heard that there's talk about him potentially going to the Clippers. Now, I like the Clippers. I feel like the Clippers can put together an actual, an actual like trade package for him. You have a lot of younger guys. Um, if, if they start, if they decided to package in players like Luke Cornett, uh, they just signed Zubak. So maybe if they moved Zubak, uh, they have. They don't. I don't know how many picks they have because I know that they uh, traded for Paul George, but they have a little bit more to offer than say the LA Lakers, who only have Russell Westbrook. You know, like they, yeah, they're gonna sign some bench players or some role players out of free agency, but the Lakers don't have enough to be able to trade for Kyrie Irving right now. So. When it comes to that, I feel like the Clippers would be a good option. Um, I, other than those guys, I don't, I don't know any other teams that could possibly land him. I mean, maybe the New York Knicks, but they just signed Jalen Brunson. You know, there's so obviously like Kyrie has a wish list. Um. And I believe on his wish list, it was like the, what was it? I think it was the Pistons, the Lakers, the Clippers, um, and maybe the Heat. I know there was like four or five teams on his wish list that he wanted um, to, pop, to possibly look in on. But again, like you just mentioned, no team really has the money to sign Kyrie or has the assets other than maybe the Clippers. I do agree there. Here's here's an interesting one. What about the Denver Nuggets? For All Kyrie? Right, for Kyrie. You have uh, Jamal Murray that is recovering from his torn ACL. And he may not be the same, but he's still... He is still a very good player. We'll see how he is after his injury. But you have you have pieces on that team. Not only do you just have Jamal Murray, there's also Michael Porter Jr. there too, who's an interesting piece as well. Very good upside, very good potential. Struggles to stay healthy, but he is very good as well. They seem to have some pieces, and they do have a lot of draft picks as well. They haven't really given up any picks to get anybody over the over the years, so I feel like they can they could put together a package as well. But um, what would your thoughts be on a on a possible Denver trade? With Denver looking at their current roster, um, for Kyrie, you have to make the space obviously, which would be something like you said like maybe Jamal Murray um obviously Aaron Gordon's on a I won't say huge contract but a pretty solid size contract worth 16 and a half million 
Um, so maybe if you throw in Jamal Murray, and then maybe maybe Aaron Gordon, then you could work something out. That is true. That is true. Um, all right. So it's honestly, it's really hard to see. I don't think we have enough information to be able to say where Kyrie or Kevin Durant ends up. This is all very new, very fresh. These are just our first opinions. But um, I say we get more into depth on the signings that happened today. What about you? I'm completely okay with that. Definitely know a little bit more about the recent signings than just some of these sporadic uh, upcomings. Yes, sir. All right. So we're going to start off with Anthony Simons signing a four-year, $100 million extension with the Trailblazers. Let's Let's let you take the lead on this one, Jake. So this Anthony Simons deal, um, I I like it in a way um, because obviously Anthony Simons is a great player, um, very high upside. Uh, however, the one thing that I don't like about this is I believe the Raptors did just pick up um, Trailblazers. Oh my bad, the Trailblazers did just pick up. <laughs> Um, someone in free agency, and I don't know how that's gonna work out. I need to. Uh, do you do you mean free agency or do you mean in the draft? The draft. Yeah, I I was gonna say the same thing. Uh, Shadon Sharp, they got in the draft. He Shadon Sharp, six six, usually a guard, but. You can move him the small forward, obviously. They run a lot of small lineups in the NBA. He's a great two-way player. However, this guy is more of a score kind of guy. He demonstrated little to no playmaking ability when he was in high school. And, of course, it's different. He sat out the whole first year at Kentucky and went straight to the draft. He has the athleticism. He has a very good jump shot, a lot of potential, unreported 49-inch vertical. This guy could be something big. However, you have Damian Lillard, who is primary ball handler that loves to take his shots. Anthony Simons, he is not a playmaker either. He is one of those guys that is going to go and get a bucket if Dame is off or just when Dame and him are alternating. When you add this piece and shade on sharp to the team, I don't know how it's going to work having those three guys on the same, like on the court at the same time. If you want shade on sharp to come off the bench, that's something different. But I feel like he is way too big of a talent to just have him stashed on the bench. On the bench, sorry. And honestly, I don't know how that's. I don't know how that situation is going to work. Yeah, I mean, maybe what they're trying to do with this sign, with this um, contract extension on Anthony Simons, maybe they're trying to uh, basically work out whether they want to keep Anthony on the team or see like what works better, him and Dame or Shade on and Dame. I feel like that's really the biggest um, question here. That's fair. I mean, honestly, Anthony Simons averaged around 17 points per game last year. So he earned this extension. He definitely earned this extension. If he didn't get this, he would have walked. So I don't know if it's as much seeing that because this young guy, Shadon Sharp, is coming in to try to prove himself because he took a whole year off from basketball. The dude was not playing at all. He hasn't played organized basketball in a year. So there's big question marks with him coming into the league. But I don't, honestly, I couldn't tell you what the Trailblazers' plan is here. Maybe they're hoping that Shadon Sharp can just be a 3 and D role player that they can just work the ball to. If Dame drives in the lane or something, they can kick it out to him for a three. I don't know if 
this rookie shade on Sharp's going to be all right with that. I guess we'll have to see to find out. But um, very uh, very questionable. I believe Anthony Simons deserves the deal, but I don't know how this is going to go for the Trailblazers for this season. I don't think it's the moves. I don't think any of these are the moves that they needed coming into the season. But, um, you know, maybe they proved me wrong. Uh, we'll see as the season goes by. Next, mentioned this before, Jalen Brunson signed with the Knicks four years, $104 million. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the lead on this one. The Knicks needed a point guard. They went on and got a point guard. All right, Jalen Brunson. He is a he's a very good very good point guard. He can drive it into the lane. He's a tough finisher. Uh, he has a three point shot. Only problem is he seemed to be pretty inconsistent throughout the season. Um, he definitely emerged and he earned this deal. Played very well for the Mavericks. Especially when Luca couldn't play, he really stepped up his game. But he was very inconsistent throughout the year. I believe that it's a good pickup for the Knicks because they needed a good point guard to go alongside RJ Barrett. And it definitely it definitely gives them an upgrade. However, do I believe that this was the right move for the Knicks? Only time will tell, but regardless, it's an upgrade. The next got better, so for right now, it seems like it's a good gig. I mean, definitely Bunsen. Um, he's had his moments where he's been great, and he's had his moments where he's been not so great. Um, like you said, though, the Knicks needed a point guard besides RJ, and I feel like this wasn't really a horrible pickup for the Knicks. Um, personally, they may have been able to sign someone better, um, especially with the amount that they had available, but, uh, it'll be interesting to see how, um, Brunson does here on New York alongside RJ. I agree there. I agree. Um, moving to the next the 76ers landed P.J. Tucker. Listen, P.J. Tucker, say what you want about the guy. He is a great defender and a great three-point shooter, especially if you get him in the corner. That's a big loss for the Heat. A big game for the 76ers, especially since they are working on re, re-signing James Harden, who, by the way, declined his player option. We'll get to that right after. But if you have... James Harden running the point, or even if you have him running the two, we all know that James Harden likes to pass the ball. He's a very good passer. That is going to be such a great option, having P.J. Tucker in the corner for him. And it also is going to be great having him on defense alongside Joel Embiid. I think that it's, I think that it's a great signing for the 76ers. Three years, $33.2 million. I think he is going to make a big difference on the Sixers team. Could it be the piece that they need to get it going in the playoffs? I think that it could very likely be that. You have Tyrese Maxey. You have James Harden. You have Tobias Harris. You have Joel Embiid. And now you have P.J. Tucker. I believe that there are... This is this is a very good sign for the 76ers, and I think that the Sixers fans should be really happy right now with this. What do you think, Jake? I definitely feel like being able to get this uh, defensive powerhouse in P.J. Tucker is a huge pickup for them. Um, obviously, you mentioned the James Harden uh, issue where they're trying to sign him back. Um, even if James, Hart, James Harden does move out, uh, even with, you know, just P.J. Tucker, Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey, um, players like, even like Shake Milton, um, Cork Maz, Tobias Harris, like, the team is going to be great next year, and I feel like the 76ers are definitely going to be a team to watch out for. Yeah, definitely. I, I think they're definitely going to be a team to watch out for. 
And um, next, we already talked about him, James Harden. He declined his player option for $47 million, but the reports from Woj have said that the reason why he declined this option is to give the 76ers more wiggle room to be able to attract free agents. And I believe him declining this option was one of these things that helped assign P.J. Tucker to the steal. So if you take off, say, $10 million from James Harden's deal, you sign him for $37 million a year instead. I believe that that makes all the money work out where they can have both P.J. Tucker and James Harden on the team. If he re-signs, honestly, I think that's – I feel like that is a very professional move on James Harden's part. Uh, you can tell through this that James Harden wants to win. He is done with just the padding stats days that he had in Houston and with just trying to get triple doubles. I believe that this is a big step in James Harden's career where he is showing that he wants a championship alongside Joel Embiid, alongside the Sixers team. And again, if he re-signs on this deal, I feel like this is going to be one of the teams to watch out for in the East. I would not be surprised to see 76ers battling with the Celtics a few times this year. I wouldn't be surprised if they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals either. This team is a very good team. They're going to have great, they're going to be great on the defensive side of the ball as well as on the offensive side of the ball. They are definitely going to attract a lot of free throws. And I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a great season to watch for the 76ers fans out there. Uh, moving on, or, or actually, Jake, what were you going to say? Uh, I was going to say, you know, honestly, with um, Harden declining this option and being able to give that wiggle room definitely shows you how he's uh, matured. Like you mentioned it when back in Houston, all he cared about was stat padding and how he performed alone. Um, but as he's gotten older, he's finally decided, hey, I'm trying to win now, trying to help out the team. And I think that this really shows, like really speaks levels about uh, James Harden as a player. I agree. And this is completely, this signing is not a big signing. However, you are going to like it. Mo Bamba of the Magic, two years, $21 million. How do you Dude, feel, I'm, Jake? That is I'm your guy. You, Mo Bamba. I love the guy, you know. After that song came out, I was hooked on it. And then um, let me let me ask you a question. Do you only like Mo Bamba because of the song? Uh, I'm not gonna. Answer it's okay. That. Hey man, it's okay. You can listen, answer. Listen, you can answer. I'm just saying. You so did I know who Mo Bamba was before the song? Not really. Do I know who Mo Bamba <laughs> is now after the song? Definitely. Listen, I'm just saying. This two-year deal, I'm telling you next year, Mo Bamba, MVP. All right, buddy. You, you need to calm down a little bit. No, but, no, Mo Bamba's going there. Mo Bamba's going to average like 30 <laughs> points a game. He's going to shoot like 60. Okay, okay, buddy. All right, Jake. All right, Jake. Let's, let's, uh, let's try not to sound uh, too, uh, too bad for our viewers. Anyway, uh, <laughs> regardless, good signing for the Magic, bringing back a young center. Uh, they've got a lot of young pieces. I'm excited to see what they do this year, honestly. Uh, the Magic drafted, as we know, uh, Paolo Banchero. Great prospect. I think that he can come in at this level now, and I feel like he can be very good coming right out of the gate. He has. He was the most ready NBA player in the draft. We talked about it. He is, I believe, 6'10", 250. Great size, but he plays like a guard. You pair him alongside Frost Wagner. Markel Fultz is still there. You have Jalen Suggs. Let's not forget about Jalen Suggs. He's still there. And Wendell you have Carter. Wendell Carter as well. All of these very good young pieces with the Magic. Do not be surprised if in two to three years, maybe four, if you see this Magic team making some noise because – these young guys, they show they show a lot of flashes of greatness. 
So I would not be surprised to see some of these uh, some of these younger teams come out on top in a few years. Um, let's see. What else do we got? Um, the small signings. Trade. Do you want to go? Ahead? All right. Before we get to that, some small signings. We're not going to go that into depth on them. Uh, Marvin Bagley, after getting traded to the Pistons, they signed him to a three-year, thirty-seven million dollar deal. Solid deal for the Pistons. They get a they get a good Mar- Marvin Bagley, who's had potential for a long time. Hasn't been able to capitalize on it yet, but. Maybe the Pistons could be his calling. Uh, Tyus Jones of the Grizzlies signs a two-year, $30 million deal. Good signing for the Grizzlies. They get some bench depth there behind John Morant. Overall, a good deal. Um, Not much to really say about it. They brought him back for a good amount. The Nets re-signed Nick Claxton for two years, 20 mil. And they also re-signed Patty Mills for two years, 14 mil. I like this trade as a Nets fan because Patty Mills was a very good locker room guy on top of how well he played this season. Great three-point shooter. But I feel like with all this noise that's going on, keeping Patty Mills will be able to keep a leader figure on the team to maybe help the players that are still locked in with the Nets so that they can still do their thing. You know, Patty Mills is a, He's a very good. He's a very good leader, natural leader, very good player. So I think it's a good thing that they kept them. And then Nick Claxton, young and emerging center, obviously needs to work on his free throws, but we're not going to talk about that for now. Um, I believe Nick Claxton is a. He's a very good center. He's gotten better every year. Played a major role in the Nets. Uh, getting pretty far this year. And by pretty far, I mean to the playoffs because obviously they got swept. But it was a very big part of them getting to the playoffs. So that was good as well. Um, more small signings. Uh, Thaddeus Young to the Raptors. Chris Boucher also back to the Raptors. Two good forwards. Uh, Raptors trying to keep their uh, some of their pieces there. Maybe to attract free agents. We don't know. Uh, let's see. I know we have a uh, Bobby Portis, uh, the extension four year, forty nine million dollar deal there. Back to the Bucks. Um, yes, sir. Obviously, that's gonna that's a great deal for them. Um, Bobby Portis has been amazing for the Bucks and continues to shine. Definitely um, agree there. The next, I don't know if we already touched on um, Andre Drummond. Uh, you being a Nets fan, Tommy, how do you feel about that? The uh, two-year, $6.6 million deal. Honestly, Andre Drummond, at this point in his career, he's just going to go to wherever they need him. Especially with the Nets imploding right now with the whole Kevin Durant, Kyrie drama. I feel like it was good to him to go to a team like the Bulls. Uh, it's a team that needs a backup center behind Vucevic, and he's a great option to come in off the bench. Uh, honestly, great signing for the Bulls. For the Nets, you're not really missing much because you signed back Nick Claxton. So you have that, and then I'm hoping that the Nets rookie from last year, uh, uh, Sh- Shannon Sharp, I believe. I think his name is Shannon Sharp. But... uh. Their uh, backup center that was a rookie this past year. I believe he's going to be seeing minutes behind Nick Claxton coming up in this next season. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, honestly, good deal for Drummond. Uh, He's not getting paid much, but he is on a championship contender. So, I mean, I'm not I'm not angry with it. Obviously, he's a good player, but uh, I think it was just a good move for him. Good move for the Bulls. So, yeah. No doubt there. Um, I feel like as players get older, they kind of, you know, go where basically they're, like, told to, um, where they're needed, like you said. Um, You don't really ever see a lot of, like, older players standing in one spot unless your name is uh, Udonis Haslam. Um, (laughs) But, like, for instance, JaVale McGee, 
he's going to the Mavericks um, on a three-year deal. And, you know, him being 34, it's one of those moves where he's going to be behind. Oh, who do they have on the Mavericks now? Christian Wood. Christian Wood, yeah. So he'll be behind Christian Wood. Um, so that'll be interesting as well to see. But, yeah, as you get older, I just feel like, you know, you go where you're needed. Yeah, definitely. And uh, this is going to be the last thing we talk about for the night. DeJounte Murray gets traded to the Atlanta Hawks for Gallinari. Three first-round picks. However, the Spurs are planning to waive Gallinari. So basically, the trade was for the uh, three first-round picks. But regardless, he was included in the trade. I have a really strong opinion on this. Uh, I'm going to take the lead on this. I love this deal for the Atlanta Hawks. And I don't hate it for the Spurs either. For the Atlanta Hawks, you are getting a defensive guard who has proved that he can do everything. He can pass the ball. He can rebound the ball. He can shoot the ball. He has proved all of this when he was on the Spurs, being their only light spot. And leading them close to play in contention, by the way. This San Antonio Spurs team did not have a lot to work with. I'm pretty sure his second best player on the roster was maybe Jacopotl. He led that team to be close to potential playoff contention. Amazing. But, you know, DeJounte Murray, first-time All-Star last year. He averaged, I got to see how many steals he averaged a game. Um, I know that he averaged a lot for a for for a player that was pretty much kept out of the picture last year. Um, Dejounte Murray averaged two steals a game this last year. He shot. 46% from the field, 80% from the free throw line, and 33% from three, but obviously that was while taking on a bigger role. He took a major leap, and honestly, you are you are getting that backcourt what they need, which is defense. Trey Young, not a good defender at all. You add on DeJounte Murray one of the best defending point guards in the league right now. I think that it's a great trade. And they didn't even they didn't have to give up John Collins. They didn't have to give up Capella. They didn't have to give up any of their young pieces. All they had to give up was draft picks. I think it was a great move. I think that they are going to play very great and that the Hawks are going to make some noise this year as well. What are your thoughts, Jake? I definitely feel like this is a great move um for the Hawks um as they picked up a stud in my opinion um him being able to sit beside the uh the court of um why am I blanking right now I've completely <laughs> forgotten the Hawks of Austin uh oh Bogdanovich uh Clint Capella Kevin Herter, um, DeAndre Hunter, and Trey Young. You know, with DeJounte Murray being there as a defensive stud, it definitely makes them even more of a threat than they already are. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how that whole team works out. Definitely. I, I definitely agree there. And honestly... I don't hate this deal for the Spurs, believe it or not. I believe that they got something that they needed. They got three picks. All right. And it may not seem like much, but the Spurs have drafted amazingly in the past. They dra- Don't forget that they drafted Kawhi Leonard. They drafted Manu. I believe they drafted Tony Parker 
and they drafted Tim Duncan. All of these guys that they drafted in the past, they developed very well. Honestly, it is a great thing. I believe that I believe that the Spurs definitely did some good things. And it's, you know, it would have been expensive to keep DeJounte after his contract was up. And they moved him. They got back future pieces in return. So I do believe that the Hawks won the trade, but I don't hate the trade for the Spurs. What do you think on the Spurs' behalf, Jake? So on the Spurs' behalf, um, I know that Gallinari was in that trade, but um, I believe his like contract is up or something. Um, so honestly, really all we're looking at is just those three picks. Um, and like you said, the Spurs have history of drafting stars and players who um, have that potential to be amazing. Um, so in my opinion, it's a win on both sides. Both teams kind of get what they needed. Yeah, I definitely agree there. Um, a lot a lot has gone on in the last 24 hours, I would say, with a lot more deals still to come. So if if there are any more really big deals that go on, we'll make sure to hop on this podcast earlier to record. But um, I would say that this pretty much rounds up this episode of free agency and some trades that went down. Uh, Jake, as always, thank you so much for being on this time. Really appreciate it, and uh, we'll probably be seeing you. We'll probably be seeing you next week. Pleasure being here, brother. Um, obviously, my NBA takes are a little lackluster sometimes, um, <laughs> but you know it's good to be a part of this pod. So thank you for uh, having me on it again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So this is that was episode two. Uh, episode three should be coming out by next Thursday, so make sure to keep an eye out. Thank you guys so much for watching. I appreciate it, and I will talk to you all soon.